right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. Nick and I are back again, and today we're going to be wrapping up gymnastics month with the topic of the the kind of the three pillars of uh, proper gymnastics training. Now, these aren't all encompassing. There's a lot more, obviously, that goes into uh, gymnastics, but we kind of wanted to hone in on these three specifically and, uh, and chat about it. So, Nick, how's it going? It's going great, Zach. Yourself? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um, so let's start this off. Um, with number one, we have down here as midline stabilization. So go ahead and dive into that a little bit. So the first one, obviously we want to talk about, like you said, midline stabilization, uh, with the focus of understanding the two basic foundational movements of gymnastics, which are the hollow and arch positions. Now, if you have been in any of our classes where we coach gymnastics, you'll have heard these two positions. And really what it's just teaching you to do is how to engage your core through every single movement that you are going to do in CrossFit, but specifically in your gymnastics movements throughout CrossFit. Yeah. So like uh, these are the positions that you go in and out of when we say like, Hey, let's hop up on the bar and let's do 10 gymnastics kips. Right. So the hollow body position would be toes in front of the bar. Okay. Ab squeeze, leg squeeze. And then the arc position would be, uh, the opposite of that. So chest through heels behind the bar. Yeah. Bun squeeze all it's, it, it's learning ha- the, the ability to, again, get that stabilization through the course. So you're not getting this weird overextension uh, flexion and or extension of the spine. So, um, and that, that again comes from that uh, understanding of the coordination of the midline. Right. What, so where do you think is a good example of this coming up and, and where it could be a huge detriment or an advantage to make sure you have proper midline stabilization? Like, is there a movement you think that it really shines? Yeah. The gymnastics movements. Yeah. So if you ever, look at gymnastics performed at a high level, you don't see this over exaggeration of, of, um, I like, again, I'll stick with the, with the spine. You don't see these big arches in the back or these big rounds of the back when they're doing complex movements, they have to stay within, uh, you know, a certain window of space, you know, to keep that, you know, that center of mass tight. Um, if you start to move outside of that center of mass, as you start to manipulate your body, you lose control of it. So that's really the point is we got to make sure that we maintain basic control of that so that as we move our bodies through space, we're being as efficient as possible. Because as soon as that starts to break down and you're getting excess movement, your body follows wherever that excess movement goes. So say you're doing, you know, this massive arch when you're doing your pull up. Well, now all that momentum's going into the wrong direction. I'm going to have a hard time now to bring that momentum back into the space behind me in order to go to my hollow position. And it just creates this chaos as you're up on in that specific situation on the bar. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it is a lot, it, it feels a lot similar to like when we talk about, uh, weightlifting, if like we're picking a bar off the ground, why it's so important to not let your spine do any sort of movement while we're lifting and say like a deadlift, we want to keep that spine, uh, completely flat. And they even talk about too, with things like a deadlift, like it, it's actually safer to have a slightly rounded back that doesn't move than a flat back that moves to a rounded back. So it's kind of like the same idea when you're on a bar or when you're doing a handstand push up or something. Yeah. It's easier to con- conceptualize the barbell with many of the things we do, it's essentially the barbell because if you apply loading, the margin for error is so much lower. So, so somebody is going to feel it if they aren't moving it right. If all of a sudden they're in this weird arch position as they hit a jerk and they're like, oh, wow, that just came down my spine weird. Whereas um, sometimes if you're doing these really big kips in a, um, in a pull up, you're not, you're, you almost feel like, oh, I'm getting so much more 
power from it. You feel your body moving more, but understand it's like you're moving in the wrong directions. Right. There's not control to it. And I think it's also important when we're talking about midline stabilization that this doesn't necessarily only apply to any kipping movements. You know, it's kind of like that misconception that crossfitters kip everything, but that applies even when we're doing something like a strict pull-up. Like when we're doing strict pull-ups, we're in a hollow body position throughout the whole thing. It's why we don't cross our legs and put our feet behind us and arch our it, back. It is, it's every position. It, it is, you know, the strict handstand push-up. It's the ring row, or so the, it is the ring row. It's yeah, yeah. the it's the ring dip. It's the handstand push up. Um, it's the handstand walk. Um, people, especially the handstand walks, the one where you see it all the time is you you do handstand walk day, and all of a sudden people are like, oh no, you want to kick your feet up over, and you're on pretend like you're walking down the turf like upside down. You're like, no, that's how the bad CrossFitters do it because they can right. do it really fast in a competition. Yeah. But you see the gymnasts go up and do it, and they go up and. They pop up and there's pretty little pencil and they're keeping their hollow body position locked in, their rib cage is tucked and they just quickly walk down the floor in the prettiest fashion ever. Um, that's the key with gymnastics is you want you want to make it look pretty. Um, right. Whenever you see, now CrossFit gymnastics is a little different, you know, sometimes it gets a little gritty and dirty and it doesn't look quite as pretty as, as in the Olympics, but even the look in the Olympics, half their routine is about how easy that they make it look. Yeah. Um, and any of those movements they do are not easy. Right. So, so that's just the, that's the, and, but if you look at their body positions while they're doing it, those are the two positions you're going to see is hollow and arch. They're keeping that control of that midline. Yeah. So it is important. Like when we, when we do that in the warm up, it does sometimes I feel like it does seem kind of pointless, like this kind of like we're swinging on the bar, but there definitely is a reason for it. And I find that a lot of the times when we, when we lose those positions, when we get fatigued or when we kind of lack the strength in the movement that we're, we're executing, which will kind of lead us into the next topic we want to talk about. Uh, I do want to sneak in there one really quick. Yeah. Cause I think a good way is to look at through a lot of times you like, well, I'm never going to do a handstand walk. I don't need our handstand push up. I don't need to worry about a hollow position or I'm not going to do that super high level gymnastics pulling movements. So I don't need to worry about it. But even movements like, like I was saying before, a ring row and a push up, like you need to be in a hollow position for them. Um, and understand that that's the one that annoys me the most. The push up yeah. is so many people don't understand how to get into a hollow body position in a push up. And you see, this is when you start to see people do the hip touches when they do their push ups, and all of a sudden their hips are touching, but their chest never actually touches. Right. Yeah. Because if you're holding a hollow position, your core is tight, you lock your rib cage down to your belly button, and your chest touches, your hips can't touch if you're doing it correctly. And that's, it's just, it's, um, it's understanding how to apply it through the most basic movement. Right. And I think, I, I feel like it's, it, it's hard to put the pieces together sometimes, but I talk about with the L sits a lot. I feel like, um, when L sits come up, they do sometimes, I think a lot of people feel like they like, why am I doing this? This, it, and I, I think the, what I like, what I like to explain to people is like, imagine if you could do a perfect L sit for 30 seconds. Now, don't you think that person could probably do a muscle up? And they could probably lift, probably lift some weight and they probably can move well and probably run pretty well. Like you have to be pretty damn fit. Like it's, it's hard to be only good at L sits and then be like a slob somewhere else. Like, so it's a correlation, right? Like if you can hop up and do beautiful gymnastics kips on the bar in the warm up, like you're probably a fit individual or you're getting there. So I think it's important to master these little things. 
Is there anything else you wanted to cover before we kind of move on to no, pillar I, number two? I, I'm good to move on. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, man. <laughs> uh, I, I think what we kind of want to talk about next, and this is a, it's, it's a little point of contention, and I, and I, I hate this one because it kind of uh, it makes me feel a little bit like a dream crusher, but we talk about uh, strict strength before uh, kipping strength and or the, the idea of base level strength before we execute a movement. So the, break that down a little bit for us, Nick, and, and talk about why it's so important to have a base level of strength. Yeah, and and this is more just from a safety perspective, and it's not to say that you can't safely do a kipping pull-up before you do a strict pull-up, and it's not to say you can't safely do a a kipping handstand push-up before you do a a strict handstand push-up. It's, you know, the pull-up one I'm not usually as, you know, as as big of a stickler on, but a handstand push-up for sure, and handstand push-up, the whole reason why is... You're landing on your head and your neck isn't exactly the strongest, like, you know, um, uh, part of our part of your body. So it's really hard to figure out if you have the strength and kicking up and just finding out on your own isn't the way to do it. (laughs) So there's really is a good progression of understanding of like, hey, like I need to learn how to get into these body positions and understand if I even have the pressing strength before I go just kick up and try to do a handstand push up. So there that when you're talking about there's a there's a certain level of strength you need to have to try these movements it 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 comes from that a good coach is going to want to make sure we keep you safe our jobs to keep guardrails on you we want to push you but we need to keep you within a buffer of like okay this is the safe zone and if you're strong within some of these movements it, it allows us again to play around with you a little more and find the right the right spot yeah the safety component too but i also think there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of like the actual progression of your gymnastics can be so greatly improved if you focused at the beginning on getting that strength strength first and i even talked about it we did handstand push-ups yesterday um and i was talking about it doesn't mean you can't practice the positions of a kipping handstand push-up or the positions like you can practice your kips on the the, the pull-up bar before you start working on the pull-ups but imagine if you spent six months building up your strength strength you know you got up to five you know, eight, 10 strict pull-ups before you even try to kipping, but you've been, and you've also been practicing your kipping technique. Look, think about how fast your kipping pull-ups are going to come once you have that base strength and the, the techniques dialed in versus just skipping way ahead and only working on the kipping. I don't know if you can attest to this, but I, I certainly can that like I've done a lot more kipping pull-ups than strict in my the last 10 years. And I can tell you what, my strict pull-ups haven't gotten that much better uh, with the kipping as well. Like, I feel like you have to take a couple steps back sometimes and be like, man, I got to work on some strict for a while. Cause like kipping, they don't always correlate. The kipping doesn't always go back it, <laughs> to the strict yeah. as much. It's, it's, it comes down to this. It just looks fun to do. And strict ones are so hard of every movement. It's it. I, I remember, um, I, I used to have the goal, um, you know, back in the day, it's like, okay, you know, I want to be able to string together, you know, 15 muscle ups. And I built up the 15 muscle ups and I could do 15 muscle ups on broken it felt so good but at the time I could barely do three unbroken strict muscle ups like I just couldn't do them well and I was like wow that's a huge hole in my game like why is this so hard like I have all the strength to be able to 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 move through a kipping but I can't do a strict so I I stepped back from kipping spent a lot of time working on my strict got like much more proficient with it went back to kipping and all of a sudden, oh my God, like these feel so much easier. Yeah. It was just like this, like, oh, I had the technique from doing it before. Okay, now I have a lot more strength to apply to it. <laughs> it just, it just, it, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, it propelled, uh, it propelled the movement beyond, you know, 
where I had imagined it could go. It's just, it's just the stronger you get through these movements, um, the easier it is to then apply the technique of a kit. Yeah, and you kind of talked about with with CrossFit how things can get a little uh, down and dirty as we get tired, and I feel like we sometimes with gymnastics can can kind of brute force our way into something. And I think the handstand walk's a good example where like, yeah, you, the start of the workout, your feet are nice and together and your legs are all straight and you look like a pencil, but by the end of the workout, you know, you're flailing your legs just to get that last little bit. And I feel like that's a natural progression to work on. I feel like that's, a, that's, that's not awesome, but it's okay. But if we're starting our handstand pushup, progress with kipping ourselves or brute forcing it. I, I think that's a bad way to start a progression. I think that's what we're, we're tempted to do whenever we do handstand pushups, toes to bar, et cetera, is we're brute forcing our way through. And then it's also when we're going to get injured, right? You're not going to get injured, uh, or at least you're way less likely to when you're in perfect hollow body and arc positions, you know, you're going through, you have this nice base of strength and you're doing your kipping motions. It's most of the time, like it's like the same reason why you tear at the end of workouts. It's because your grips can sloppy. You're slipping and sliding all over the so it is definitely a safety concern, but it's also uh, us trying to make sure that you progress in the in the proper way. Um, is there anything else about base strength that you want to talk about or any examples you want to give? No, I, I, like I said, I, just, I wouldn't devalue it in any way. It's it's not glamorous. It takes a lot of time. Strength is really hard. Uh, it, it Strength's hard across the board in everything we do, and it doesn't just come. Um, you tap into your natural strength really quickly, and then you get some skills, so it comes a little bit further along, but then getting stronger is just consistency in time. And you just gotta keep doing the movements, you gotta keep getting better at them. Um, and, and putting in the, it, it just, it comes into, I need to get in more repetitions. Um, and it, understanding it, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, but it is, it, it, it pays off dividends if you put in the time. Yeah. And I think it's, it's too important to kind of refer back to the podcast we did previously about gymnastics as like getting in the volume of repetitions, but also the right kind of repetitions too. like stop doing singles, stop doing fives, like try something new, get up there, stay up there longer. This builds upon the first thing we talked about is, you know, okay, I'm doing strict pull-ups today to build a volume. Well, did I hold a hollow body in every single one of my, and every single one of my pull-ups or did I start to do this weird arching with a tiny little frog kip at the end of it to get my pull-up? It's like, well, that, that's not giving you anything for what we're working on. Like we want to practice getting tension through the full range of motion, which is going to be our next yeah. topic. But we <laughs> hey, want that's my job. <laughs> yeah. You're segueing without me. <laughs> we want to get tension through that whole lift without changing up the stimulus or, or getting our sloppy body positions. Cause you know, sloppy mechanics come across in many ways and they become these crutch that you rely on. It's, so common to see somebody in a bar muscle up do this ugly ass chicken wing and that's just how they do bar muscle ups because it's how they learned how to do their first one because they weren't strong enough to do their first one when they learned how to do it. They just knew how to flail their body up and kick on over. Yeah. There was no technique. The strength wasn't quite there. They just understood how to get my hips up and elevate it and rotate over the bar. And you see that bad habits that you maintain through sloppy form and into like the wrong, you know, um, in the wrong type of practice shoot you in the foot later on when you actually start to kind of 
get the movements and get better at them. Yeah, and it's so hard. I, I find that things like the chicken wing are so hard to unlearn. Once once you've built up that base movement pattern and that's how you've learned it, it takes a long time to unlearn that. And that time you spend unlearning it could have been the time you just were more patient and then got it correctly. And I think a lot of the time too, like once you get your first muscle up, and if it is the chicken wing, the ego then comes into play. Well, I've got it now. I don't want to give it up. It's like, but I can't do it with both elbows. So now it's like you're now you're fighting an inner demon of like, oh, muscle ups come. I can do them, but I know they're not correct. So now what do I do? And it's really hard. And it's harder for us too as a coach to like go up to someone that's doing muscles and be like, yo, you maybe we should come down. You know, maybe let's do something else today. So until we get that double, that's that's tough for us. But it's it's for your best interest. Like we 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 have your best interest in mind. So we're trying to help you out there. But you got you got already you segued perfectly into our last one. We got full range of motion. So let's talk a little bit about that. Is there an example I think you think that comes to mind uh, outside of things like the movement pattern of the chicken wing that you think kind of uh, show off why it's so important to have full range? Yeah. Um, the one that I always get after athletes about is handstand pushups. Um, and the handstand pushup day is like, hey, let's pull out 18 ab mats and see if we can do a, a I think we do a handstand pushup. And Although I see there being benefits every now and again to get somebody comfortable upside down and seeing if they can, you know, do some version of a press to lower themselves down safely and, and maybe limit the motion on, on lowering yourself down. To actually utilize it as a scaling option or volume based work is one of the, for lack of better terms, stupider um, <laughs> variations to utilize because. If you think about this, what's the hardest part of that press? Well, it's the part that you're not doing, and that's why you have hat mats there. So if all of a sudden I'm not training the range of motion that I can't do already, then how am I gonna get better through that range of motion? Practicing the part that I can already do doesn't help me any. It's kind of like, oh, I wanna get better at my uh, air squat. But I'm just going to do quarter squats and hopefully, you know, I know how to drive out of the bottom of the hole really well. I don't know if I can because I haven't practiced it. It's the same thing. So it's finding finding gymnastics progressions where you are consistently practicing the full range of motion in every single movement. That way you're gaining strength through every segment of the lift. Right. And I think uh, ab mats are, are a tool, but they can be abused like anything else, like belts and knee sleeves and things like that. We've talked about that in previous podcasts about relying too much on those kind of equipment. It's, uh, the, it's the same thing with in gymnastics of we do a strict pull up. Well, all the freaking bands start coming out. Yeah. It's the same exact thing as you know handstand pushups. The 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 ab mats come out. The bands come out. You know for the 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 um, for the pull ups. It's the same thing. It's like we're not we're not we're not getting the benefits that we're like. Yes, you're going through a full range of motion with a band. However, the most tension of the band is at the very bottom, which is the hardest part. So you're getting the most drive mm-hmm. out of the bottom you're losing all the gains you could have where you need to really try to find something that consistently makes the whole rep difficult. Right. So when do you think, uh, on that point, I think if someone's listening to this and they're like, well, shit, I use ab mats and bands. What, uh, when do you think when and how much is like proper use of those kind of things? Uh, you talked a little bit about how, uh, the volume works important. So maybe talk to them a little bit about that. Like the difference between like doing them in skill work versus doing it in a workout. Yeah. Um, and that's really, I think the two that you need to break it down into and, and even the format of the workout, like is today's workout a strength-based workout? Is this a skill-based like exercise or is this the Metcon? Um, 
if you're doing volume, really making sure you're getting a, a solid amount of reps at the full range of motion where you're, you're working on developing whatever that, you know, whether it be, you know, if I'm doing, uh, um, it's handstand pushup day and I don't have handstand pushups yet. Well, kicking up and doing ab mat handstand pushups for 50 plus reps isn't going to help me. But if I get and kick myself up into a pike position and I'm traveling through that same range of motion, now I'm getting some strength through that same pressing position. Um, so those are the type of things you want to look for. Or even we go back to a, something like a, the ring row that we've talked about in depth of like a ring row is really allowing you to build up volume through that full pulling position. Whereas, you know, so you start doing workouts at 50 plus reps, it's great to get that volume in. But if you were really trying to get like one or two strict pull-ups and you're putting on a band to help assist you with the, just a few like hard, hard repetitions, now we're talking about something different, it's a different mm -hmm. stimulus. So there can be some practical application to that, but you know, again, I like to see people finding ways to move their own body and in, in, in changing up either the lever or the, you know, positioning to make it so it's appropriate for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I think it's good too, to, to always mix up your, the, I think pull-ups and handstand push-ups kind of go hand in hand with this, where this, there are, there are scaling options that are in the vertical plane and the horizontal plane with both of those movements. So I think it is good every once in a while, especially in like a skill-based workout, like you said, instead of a Metcon to do things like negatives on the wall. Like if you're new to doing handstands and you're just trying to learn the, the range of motion of a handstand push-up, Yeah. Yeah. Doing some, uh, some negatives down to an ab mat to protect your head. I think that's good. Yeah, now that's in a, probably in a, in a negative. What are you, what are you doing? You're going through the full range of motion. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exactly what we're looking for. Right. You know? And then, and then there's times also too, to work on just the push up, like that base foundational strength is, and to work on the midline and talk about what we did, you know, get midline stabilization, work on the base strength. Same thing. Ring rows would be that base strength versus like the banded pull up might be a little bit of skill and working on the, the lats and the vertical planes too. So I think it's good to change things up. Um, gymnastics is tough. I, I, I think it's really mental. We talked about this before where it's, it's not as easy to see your progress. So I think it is good to try new things and get out of your comfort zone to realize that you are improving. It's, it's not going to be as black and white as the barbell. You know, we're doing power cleans today. If you lift five more pounds, you're, you're improving. And it's, it's not that simple with gymnastics. So I think it's good to, uh, give yourself time and, and, and I think patience is key. I mean, patience is key with everything, but gymnastics, especially patience is key. Yeah. I, I think that harkens back to, again, what we talked about before is like, when you said we're doing power cleans today and you add five more pounds and somebody's going to see that and be like, Oh, it's a big win. Mm -hmm. But I don't think five pounds correlates to one rep in, in, in a gymnastics movement. You know what I mean? Like five pounds, isn't that much. It's an awesome victory. Good win. You, know, you can see that little progression and those little progressions add up over time, but you can't feel those or see those as much in gymnastics. So it's cause a big set of pull up strict pull ups is 10, 10 strict pull ups is really good. Like 10 really good pull ups is, but it's like, to get to one pull-up is freaking hard. And then to get one more linked together is is, is challenging. Like, but that, like, what does that correlate to on a bar? Like, you can't tell, you know what I mean? Because you could have a half a pull-up in there. You just don't know it, like what that correlates to. So it's, it's hard to wrap your brain around it, how you're getting better at gymnastics because it takes so much time. Just like if you, you're in a back squat and you're starting off at 150 pounds and you're trying to get to 400 pounds, like it takes a long time to get to that strength level. Right, absolutely. So to kind of wrap things up here, we have our, our three pillars. We had midline stabilization, 
base level of strength and then full range of motion. Is there one more thing that you think that, you know, we're wrapping up gymnastics month, we're moving on, we got, you know, winter's coming, new year's coming. What is one thing you think, and it could be one of these, honestly, that you think is the most important thing to think about when a member comes and sees gymnastics on the, on the board? Um, I, I would just say to always keep a positive mindset with it. Uh, that that's really the key with with gymnastics because it's it is the movement, it, it is it is the modality that we do the most. That somebody's like, I can't do that shit. Yeah. Like, why why are you putting that on the board? Whereas like it's it's easy to conceptualize. Oh, I just put less weight on the bar. Well, it's like well, I have to change the move it up completely here yeah. with gymnastics. So it's keeping that positive mindset because if you do what we talked about with the three pillars, it's it's gonna come. Yeah, it's, may, it's not coming next month. Might not come, you know, six months from now. Might not be a year, but it, you're gonna get better. And if you're, you, but you have to continuously be working on it. This is something you have to layer in, especially you know, one of the biggest goals I ever like, I, I or one of the most uh, frequent goals I hear is I want to get my first pull up. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let's work on it. You know, you're gonna see a lot of it layered into programming. You're gonna get better, and it'll naturally come. But if you want to speed that up, you gotta add in some pulling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, and also just to your point, I, I hear that a lot. Like, you know, like why are muscle ups on there? Like no one can do those or like only a couple people can do those. Like why are those up there? And it's like, it's not just the idea of like doing the movement, but part of the beauty of CrossFit or just training in general is working towards something regardless if you get there or not. Because if you, if you, if you work to trying to get a muscle up for three years and never get it, you're still way fitter and way better at pull-ups and dips than you were before. So it's like, it's not just the end. That's the point. The point is working towards it. So I, I, I hate it when I hear people like, well, I'll never do a muscle up. I'll never do a handstand walk. It's like, that's not the point. The point is trying to do it and no, you might never get it and that's okay because you're going to be a better athlete attempting to work up to it. Yeah. yeah and we just have such a large spectrum of individuals here. Yeah. And like, you also have the rabbit brain around that. Of like, you know, we can't, we're not going to write the workout for everybody on that board because the beauty of what we do is that we're going to write one workout and you're all going to feel the same after it because we're going to coach you each individually of like, Hey, this is what you're going to do in the workout, but we can't write that on the board for, for every single individual. Uh, and that, so, um, you have to understand that we have to push the people on the top end and by, by putting that up on the board for them, for, you know, for the people that are doing it in the, the higher capacity of like, they can do that gymnastics. Well, for other people, it may be like, yeah, I, I didn't get my, my, uh, bar muscle ups or my muscle ups today, but I got my first pull up, yep. you know, because I've had a push to a hardest gymnastics pull I could do. And those are like, that's a freaking win. Yep. And, and that's what you need to, so it's, it's keeping a positive mindset, having fun with it. Cause at the end of the day, like, I mean, we used to do this all the time as kids on the playground and not think about it. Now it's exercise, but it's like, you know, this was just how we used to play it and it's fun. Well, think about too, when when you were a kid and we're going off a tangent, but I kind of like it. (laughs) When you were a kid, you ask kids like, what do you want to do? Like if you asked me when I was a kid, I I want to be an NHL player. I want to be in the hockey league. And I think I I thought I could do it back then. Think about it now. Like there's no fucking, there's no way I was going to do that. But, but kids don't care. Like, and the idea is 
that was my goal. And obviously that fizzled out as I grew up and realized, man, this is not going to happen for me. But I tell you what, I was a pretty good hockey player. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, you know, amazing, but I, but the, the pursuit of that dream ended up making a decent athlete. And that's the same thing we're doing here. Also one last PSA before I leave. If I walk up to you and I say, good workout and you say, well, I only did this. I swear to God, I'm so tired. Of <laughs> we're going to redo it. the workout until yes. you answer me the correct way. Exactly. Oh my God. I, that, that goes into what you talked about. Like have a positive mindset. I, I don't care what you did. I saw what you did. I'm your coach. I helped you scale. If I say good job, it's because it, I meant it. And because anyone can say that anyone that RX is the workout. Well, I only did eight rounds. And then you ask, you know, the fittest man on earth. Well, I only, did, I was only better than the second place guy by two minutes instead of five. You know, it's just like it just, that's forever. So really start, you know, if you do a good job, take the W. Stop making I, W's else. Own where you're at and, and appreciate the intensity yes, you put in that day. Exactly. That's the key. Perspective. I, I, because I, I am right there with you because it's like if people always ask me, oh, what'd you get in the workout, Nick? What'd you get in the workout? And I'm like, I got this. Like, well, what'd you get? And they go, oh, I didn't do it. Like, RX. I was like, I don't give a shit. I yeah. still was trying to beat you. Like, yeah, so exactly. how many did you get? Like, yeah. you know, it's like, I was like, you beat me. Like, I should, like, if you're doing it correctly, yeah. the way that we program this stuff, yeah, you might not be doing the same thing, but you're pushing yourself the same way I was pushing myself. And it's fun to see like, hey, was he able to get me by a few more reps? Like, was were we both going as hard as we could? You know, it's 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 a it's a fun element of it. So don't devalue your experience. Like um, it's uh, it. It's kind of one of the cool things. So appreciate that of, you know, you know, um, the beauty of that. We can tailor it for you. Mm-hmm. That's perfect, man. And that's how we're going to finish things off. A um, couple of announcements. Plane pole went fantastic. Both teams crushed it. It was a beautiful day. We out there on the, on the tarmac. It was a very cool experience. Uh, we're excited to do more stuff like it. Uh, gymnastics month is ending and I'm pretty sure a little bird told me that next month for anyone that hated gymnastics month, don't worry. Next month is weightlifting month. So we will be doing a lot more, uh, the next few podcasts over the next month will be more weightlifting focus and I'm not too excited about it, but I, I know Nick is <laughs> not my forte, but I am excited to get better next month. It's going to be great. So look forward to that. And as always, we will see you at the gym. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon, guys.